now, the moment you've been waiting for! This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 032, El Dorado Overture. El Dorado Overture is the opening track to the album El Dorado. The song itself was recorded between June and August of 1974 and was Jeff Lynne's first foray into using a full orchestra. The orchestra consisted of 30 pieces and was conducted by Lewis Clark. The intro is read by hired actor Peter Forbes Roberson. It introduces us to the themes of the album, which goes over various dreams that the protagonist character, the Unwoken Fool, is having. It is a concept album, but just like dreams themselves, not everything connects into a big overarching story. What does connect it, though, is that Lynn was no longer just confined to two cellos and a violin, but now could stretch out and do the type of music that he really wanted to. In fact, he says he was inspired by Tchaikovsky for quite a lot of this album. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsensen. And finally... Jeff figures out how to use the orchestra part of Electric Light Orchestra. Got that big 40-piece orchestra with all the strings and horns. You get the kettle drums and making a big swirling orchestral noise, and it sounds great. And I friggin' love it. I said to everybody, you just wait till we get to El Dorado. I'm gonna be all over this. And so far, this is the best ELO song that we've talked about up until this point. It's Stone Cold friggin' awesome, and I have nothing absolutely bad to say about it. The only bad thing I have to say about it is it's too short. It Uh, is. (laughs) I know it's just an introduction, really, to can't get it out of my head and set the album off and everything, but yeah, it's too short and uh but otherwise yeah i'd love it too get the introduction there it sets the scene and then we get the swirling soundtrack like strings and we're into the album the thing that i kind of don't like is that at some point i knew this was coming because i grew up in the 70s and 80s and elo was all over the radio and i knew the commercial elo and when i got ole elo i discovered the early elo And at some point, they made this transition from just grinding cellos 
into swoon-inducing full orchestral backing music to their songs. So, although I was alive, I certainly wasn't paying attention. But the idea of being somebody who was alive and aware of what was going on with ELO and going through No Answer and Electric Light Orchestra 2 and, and on the third day, and then you're hit with this. This had to be just absolutely mind-blowing to hear them go from that stuff into El Dorado Overture. Just something you wouldn't see coming at all. No, it's not, but it is the sound of a band actually arriving at what it was meant to be. Yes. After all this time. Yes. You've got three albums of them, just of them finding their way, and then you've got this, which isn't too out of the ordinary. It's just that most bands don't get a chance to do that anymore. You don't sell the first album and you're gone. Yeah, pretty much. A lot of times you rarely get a band that just comes right out of the door with a great album. And then when you do, you end up like Guns N' Roses, where everything after that is kind of like, why? When did Guns N' Roses do a great album? <clears throat> <laughs> Appetite for Destruction, 1987, but pure attitude and everything. That's an album coming out the door. Electric Light Orchestra took some time to develop, and then that's the thing is, is also El Dorado does have attitude. Yes. It's not just, okay, we're going to be classic and we're all stuffy and we're going to wear our suits and come up here with the instrument. No, it does have an attitude of, okay, well... Guess what? I know what I'm doing now. I can do this now. Mm -hmm. You can just imagine Jeff strutting into the studio, slapping down the music score and saying, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> this is what's doing. Exactly. Yeah. Even though I did know at some point this kind of an album was coming where they go from the cellos to the smooth orchestra. When I first heard it in probably July 1984, I was left agog. I thought this album was friggin' awesome. I listened to it a lot a lot, a whole lot. 34 years later, I'm still not tired of it. It's just a, a friggin' great start to a friggin' great album. Yeah, I believe I heard El Dorado after I heard New World Record and Discovery and Time and all those, so I was more used, I was like you, I was more used to the commercial ELO. Yeah. In a lot of ways. So by the time I actually put this down, it's like, oh, they can really do this. <laughs> yeah. It's not just uh, adding in some strings to pop music. They can really do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's a credit to Jeff's musical genius. One of the best fantasy literature I like is when it's exploring the world of dreams and exploring how you can exist in dreams and lucid dreaming and everything. It's very interesting concepts, and that's also probably why I love this album so much is because it really goes into a lot of that. It's not what you would originally think from the cover of some Wizard of Oz type of thing. It's not the story of Spanish conquistadors searching for a lost city of gold in the jungle. It's really based a lot on lucid dreaming and trying to find your true self through an inward adventure. So, glad we're finally starting this one. Got something to say about El Dorado Overture? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375 Call now! Great moments in electric light orchestra history. The influence that the Beatles had on ELO is felt in their fourth album, El Dorado. Which critics and fans alike still claim is one of their finest works. Bev Bevan remembers. That whole album, the El Dorado album, was such a turning point for the band. I mean, we'd had success up to that point, 
but from El Dorado, that was our first gold album. Uh, Can't Get It Out of My Head was the first top ten single. Um, it was a real big step for us, you know. Midnight on the Water, a novel by Pam Van Allen, tells the story of Horace, a man with a bank job in the city, who escapes from his dreary, lonely life into an elaborate dream world of knights, shamans, and merry men. Based on the 1974 Electric Light Orchestra album El Dorado, Midnight on the Water by Pam Van Allen is available at Amazon.com. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I didn't like it because it was spooky. And I liked it because it wasn't spooky. Wow, she liked it! Taste the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meats Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word about the show by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast and get some goodies at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 033, can't get it out of my head. All right, are we done? Yep, hold on. <laughs>